All righty, Joel Radio's back. What's going on out there, people? Yes, the knob was not where I wanted it. <laughs> Is it ever? Well, you know, that's probably a better question for you <laughs> than me, maybe at this point, but uh, we're back. It's Joel Radio. Got a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a big show. A big show. The less frequently I do the shows, the bigger they get. (laughs) So I need to uh, catch you all up on some stuff. And it's good to be back with you. Joel Fragamani here. You might recognize this voice. Hi, everybody. If you've been around during this pandemic era of Joel Radio in 2020, Layla, my girlfriend, is sitting with me. Hi, Layla. Hi, baby. And Layla is sitting in the early days... When coronavirus hit, I was like, I can't have anyone over for the show. You were not working, I think, right? Because you were staying home, Mm -hmm. laid off because of, uh, you know, the whole thing. I was laid off. You were laid off. And it was like, well, I guess you're doing the show with me because I don't have anyone else. (laughs) And we would call people like Corey sometimes and he would uh, talk to us and Corey's wife talked to us and some other folks. And uh, eventually I had some people stop by. And, uh, you know, that was even months later. You were back to work. And right. I said, well, what what's the harm in having one guy come over? Right. And, uh, you know, there really wasn't any, you know. But mm-hmm. um, as this has gone on and coronavirus has obviously been spreading and it's much worse now than it was before. I made that. That's why there hasn't been a show since Jason was here. And I'm not even sure how many weeks it's been. Six weeks or something. Um I just decided no in-studio guests. So I'm really looking, and I'll just put it out here now. Take no offense by me saying this. Oh, boy. Uh-oh, here we go. Are you going to be in the doghouse after No, that? I don't think so. It depends how you take it. If you take it as I mean it, you're not going to see any harm in this whatsoever. Okay. If you are a person, preferably comedian, but if somebody who can talk or whatever, and you have some sort of home recording setup... We could do this show remotely, and that would be really good. Okay. So, I mean, there's people that I literally can't have here because they don't even live here. Well, now it's really open to anybody, anywhere. Right. You know, if you live in New York or you're my friend in L.A. or, you know, wherever you live. Um, and I can obviously have anybody on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I could probably have anybody on some sort of video chat thing. Right. Um, but rather than doing that, if somebody has microphone, computer, headphones, some sort of their own podcasting or recording setup, we could make it sound like we're sitting in the same room. And that would really be great Yeah, to have somebody that would be willing to do that with me and have the availability of their schedule. So I'm just, that's a thing I need to explore going forward. Is there going to be a lot of people that have this kind of setup? Well, you know, comedians make podcasts, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of them. And then there's guys who are, you know, musicians or mm-hmm. uh, maybe there's people who are voiceover artists who, you know, make commercials and voiceovers. And That would be fun. A lot of those people do that at home. It's a very competitive market. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Voiceovers. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you, if you ever listen like to the radio, those radio commercials, mm-hmm. same people on all the commercials. Oh. Because... These, you know, they're booked through agencies. The agency knows this guy's really good. So they're hard to break into. Oh. 
you know. So anyway, um, so so that's kind of where I'm at with the show, and I want to keep doing shows. Certainly a lot to talk about, especially today. I think today is arguably the most important show I've ever done. It is the most important show I've done as of right now. It's the, probably the most, because I'm going to talk about something here that is probably the number one news story in the world right now and that I have been personally involved with. And you're like, you know, you know what? <laughs> you were great today, by the way. I just want to say, Layla, thank you for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome. I'll it's go great. back and watch you my can go back to the Hallmark movie. Watch a Hallmark movie. <laughs> um, no, but I, I'm not exaggerating at all. Yeah. When I say what I'm about to tell you, which is something, uh, tell my listeners here, you know this already, but what I'm about to tell my listeners here um, is something that almost nobody knows about me. I haven't told anybody this thing. Okay. And, and you might be going, is this related to coronavirus? And the answer is yes, but it's not in the way that you might be thinking. I did not have coronavirus and you did not have coronavirus no, or anything like that. But here's the deal. I... Then you can't laugh through this. You can't. Okay. You can't. I'm going to turn your mic down or something. I'll I'll be I'll be better. Just please. But I mean, come on. No. Okay. We're good. I'm not even making jokes because I, I know you think I'm going to make a joke out of this, and I probably will at some point. Mm-hmm. It would be appropriate to laugh when I'm. Jo- See, that's the thing about a comedian. We love it when you laugh, mm-hmm. but it's when I'm making the jokes. When I'm not making jokes and you laugh, that hurts. Yeah, but I feel like in my mind, in I know mind, where you're going. I'll get there eventually. I'm thinking of our conversations we've had, so yes. I feel like that's what's about to well, happen. Let, let me let in, and I there'll will. be time for this. Okay. And certainly there will be time uh, uh, to make fun of me. This is certainly a place where Corey Hall could come forward if we did not lose him in the most tragic of ways to completely put me down. But I did something that, uh, you know, I was interested in doing. And I said, you know, I'm not working. Uh, I've been unemployed. Comedy Castle is still closed. We were open for two weeks till our governor, Governor Whitmer, shut us down again. And so we got to do two weeks. I got to start a new comedy class and things were good. Money was coming in. And I'm like, this is great. Everything's coming together and the coronavirus kept going go up 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 so anyway in this whole time i knew that there were well i'll just say what i did i was given uh last thursday so three days ago i guess as we sit here right Mm -hmm. um i took a uh coronavirus vaccine clinical trial yes you did so i was injected with what i believe to be the coronavirus vaccine a coronavirus vaccine right um, now there are a lot of, you're hearing all the names of these companies on the news and stuff nowadays. I don't want to say which one I did right now on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not for negative reasons. I'm going to have a, a follow up as you know, there's a second dose you have to take. I'm going to be taking that and then I'll, I'll let you all know exactly what I did and stuff. Cause I don't want any, you know, people to sort of hate on it or say, oh, you got this right. one and all these myths and rumors about stuff. Um, but I did take uh, what I believe to have been the corona vaccine. Now, of course, whenever you do one of these clinical trials, um, there's a chance you get the placebo. Right. They have the control group. You get placebo. In this case, and they, they told me in, in, as I was there that it would be saline solution if I got the placebo. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, you're getting the coronavirus vaccine. And, um, you know, the saline solution, really, a, a tiny vial of saline solution shouldn't give you 
any side effects or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe right. wh- where you got the injection might hurt, but right. other than that, you should be fine. Like a normal shot. Like a normal shot, you know. So, um, so I'd signed up over the summer because I'd read through, you know, local news that people were having, you know, these hospitals were doing tests of different vaccines and months and months went by without me hearing anything. And I go, oh, they don't want me. Eh, must not be high risk enough, uh, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not fat enough. <laughs> you know, I'm not uh, unhealthy enough. I'm fat and unhealthy, but not fat and unhealthy enough for a study. And then it turns out I am fat and unhealthy enough for the study, and they called me. <laughs> You're so crazy. But I, I don't know that that's their thing, but they right. saw somebody who wanted uh, to do this, and there was a, I mean, this is last Wednesday. I actually woke up. I wasn't even awake, and there was a voice message saying, call right. us about the study. And I called them, and they asked me a bunch of questions, and they said, okay, we want to schedule an appointment. When are you free? I said, when do you got one? They said, we got one tomorrow. So I only had like 24 hours notice that yeah. I was even going to go in and make this decision. Now, you, I told you that I was signed up for these mm-hmm. and that, you know, they're experimental, and you could get very ill and whatever. And I know? wasn't super happy at first. You weren't. No. And I, I felt bad, and I take that seriously Mm -hmm. um but i went in and um you know you are asked you sign away (laughs) as i say we've looked through those yeah four pages 24 page document that i had to sign and you know uh read through and the whole thing and um full health screening Mm-hmm. multiple blood vials were drawn to get some looking at my blood. I'm sure like the blood cells and whatever else they're looking for in my blood um, to see how that would react to, you know, post vaccine. Right. Um, you know, the doctor came in, the doctor that's running this study, mm-hmm. who was a swell gentleman. I'll tell you more about him later. Very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Very. And, and the thing that was cool is like, I'm in this office and it's all, Everybody's so patient. You know how you go to the doctor and everyone's running? They're running from room to room. Oh, yeah. And they're very, you know, like, oh, we got to hurry up, get you done. And mm-hmm. the doctor comes in and you can tell he's just, he's got more people. He's and this, on a mission. This was none of that. This was the most relaxed doctor hospital thing I've ever done. Well, it's a little different than it is. going for a doctor's yeah. appointment. I go in, I meet the, the lady. I was like the facilitator of the whole thing, you know, the whole trial. And she takes me back to a room, and we talk for a while. Then a nurse comes in, and then another nurse, and we're talking, and they're getting all my background. And then a, a phlebotomist comes in to draw the blood. Very nice. Eventually, you know, the, get all my vitals done by the nurse. The doctor comes in. Doctor answers all my questions that I had, which I'll probably get into some of these here. Mm-hmm. Um, about coronavirus and going forward and how this is going to work. I mean, it's a two-year study. Right. Should mention that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of. I mean, I believe it's going to be nine or ten office visits in the first year. I mean, it's like pretty intense, you know. Um, And you know, after the doctor checked me out, and you know, we talked for a while, and he thought I was healthy enough to do it. I did the coronavirus nasal swab. That's very uncomfortable. And you've had that too. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun. No, it's not. Not not. Any reason to not get it? No. Well, I, if you've had the flu swab, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, I don't know that I've had. I've had like throat culture where they right. sort of gag you with a thing right. for strep throat, but not. Uh, no, the flu is where they go up your nasal and it feels like it's touching your brain too. Yeah. 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 
Because I felt like this guy went more straight into my nose. Oh. And like back that way. He didn't go up. It's oh. not like like you were going to put your finger up your nose. It wasn't that. It was like you were going to go this way. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's actually the old carnival. You ever see a guy, old carnival trick, where a guy would take a nail and they nail their, they take a hammer no. and they put a hammer, they put a nail into their nose and they hammer it in? No. That's their trick is they go back. They don't go up with it. They mm-hmm. go back because you have your sinus, which is behind your nose and not up it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's their trick. I, not that I've ever tried it, but I've seen it demonstrated. And, you know, I've seen, you know, being my amateur magician days, seen how to do a... Uh, and, uh, and that's sort of, I would say, that's exactly how he went in. Oh. And, you know, it's 10 seconds. They have to turn the little swab while it's in there. And it's uncomfortable and my mm-hmm. eye watered. But there's no reason not to get that. So they did that as well. And then... Um, and after some time, they, they have to... Now, here's the way the shot works. There is the placebo. It's uh, In this particular study, uh, if you get... You are... Two-thirds of the patients get the vaccine. One-third get the placebo. So the odds are right there that I got the vaccine. Right. The actual shot. The doctors and nurses that are doing the study do not know what I get. Um, it is put into... Uh, I believe they use a computer to randomize okay. who gets what. That is sent to, or that is, the pharmacist prepares the shot. So the pharmacist is the only one that knows? The pharmacist is the only one that knows what I actually got that day. Okay. And they, they took my non-dominant arm, which is my left arm. Which is your sleeping arm. Which is the one I generally sleep on, and I brought that up to the nurse. I said, you know, I generally sleep on my left side, and so if that's going to be painful at the injection spot, maybe we do my right arm. And she goes... I am to inject your non-dominant arm. <laughs> and I said, well, in that case, <laughs> it's the left arm it was. They gave me the jab. Felt like any other shot. The needle wasn't particularly big. It wasn't anything. You know, it was a regular shot. Yeah. And uh, I felt fine. Now, they sit with you for a while after, you know. Mm-hmm. So the nurse was in there and making small talk with me. Make sure you're not having any reactions. Yeah. I immediately started coughing. Of course you did. I mean, well, you know why I was starting because I'm wearing a mask for this whole time, right? And I felt like I had a little like thread mm-hmm. from the material of the mask in my throat, and I said, "Can I get a glass of water?" She goes, "Well, we have apple juice, so I'm given two second grade apple juices, you know, like a kindergartner lunch apple juices that I sat there and drank to clear out my throat, but it was fine." So, yeah, I felt good after. It was, it was a three-hour appointment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I had to go through. Right. And uh, came home and felt pretty, I mean, you were there when I got home and I mm-hmm. felt pretty good, right? I was like yeah, in pretty good spirits and I said my arm doesn't even hurt and everything's groovy and just kind of hung out at home the rest of the day. Yeah. As the evening went on, I went to go, ooh. Your arm started hurting. My arm, more. the arm injection spot and then my, the first place I felt was my knees. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was when I got up off the couch or something, and I went like, ooh. Yeah. My knees feel like a real old man. Well. No, like a real... <laughs> not a, not an old man like I'm old, like I really am, but older <laughs> than I am. Plus, my knees don't give me problems. Yeah. You know, I have a bad back, and like my feet will hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's from working at the Comedy Castle for eight years on that cement floor. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I, I so, but yeah, my knees started hurting. Mm-hmm. And then at some point I went up and down steps and I was like, ooh, that was hard. Yeah. Either going to the basement or going upstairs or something. Going to bed. But as the day went on, I started having more and more joint pain. Not muscle. I mean, the injection spot was a little tender, Mm -hmm. um, but it was more like my hips, my knees, my elbows, my shoulders, the joints. Yeah. So it wasn't like working out muscular soreness. I mean, it was similar to that, but it was more like, ooh, this is my joints. This is like... It's not a normal ache and pain. An arthritic pain that I maybe don't always have. So so that was a little thing. And I said, okay. Because at first, I think with, when I was sitting with you and we were just doing our regular stuff, watching TV and eating dinner and stuff, I kind of went like, yeah, I don't think I got it. Didn't I say that oh, for the yeah. first couple hours? Mm-hmm. I don't think I got it. Yeah. I don't think I got it. Now, I was certainly nervous getting it. And so I was sort of hopped up. And maybe when I came down, I was like, yeah, I don't think I got the shot. And then as the day went on, I went like, I'm pretty sure I got the real thing. You know, it could also be, like, psychological. Psychological. Well, let me explain what happens the next day, is I wake up the next day, and I'm really sore. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, now my feet hurt, my my finger joints and everything hurt. And I'm like, I must have gotten this thing. And I just, that Friday, my head was not clear, really, at all, for most of the day. Yeah. And I got up and... You know, did breakfast or whatever, and we sat around, and I, I think I told you at one point, I said, I can't even watch a show. Yes. I can't focus. Mm-hmm. My brain was just foggy. I was a little dizzy, and I kept, and I, of course, I'm taking my temperature, because this is my new thing. Yeah, like every 20 <laughs> minutes. Don't exaggerate. It's funny enough to say I took it every three hours, which is probably what I did, okay. just to see if there was going to be any yeah. adverse sort of, you know. Well, you started taking your temperature right when you came home from I did, yeah. I said, <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me take my temperature right now. Right now, uh, yeah. Um, so I'm like, well, am I having these side effects? I, you know, and I was really like, okay, I'm definitely feeling something. I'm not myself. Yeah. I mean, I think I was up for like two hours and said, I got to sleep some more. Yeah, you did. And then I slept some more. And then I got up and I was like feeling like a little better. And then we, I think we had dinner, right? And then the night we got the subs. Well, we were supposed to go grocery shopping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went to the grocery store. Yeah, because I said, well, I'll shop tomorrow. Yeah. You don't worry about me. Because I had been sick for the last three days. Yeah, and I said, I'll be good to go to the store and get our... And then I was like, I can't go. Set me on my own. So you went out. Very nice of you to go out and do the shopping this week. Um, And then, like, after dinner, I said... You napped again? I said, I can't... I mean, I remember eating that sub, which was very good. Mm -hmm. But just going, I'm not myself. I'm, like, sitting on this couch and going, I can't do... I just... So anyway... Went, got some more sleep. My temperature did start to go up. Mm-hmm. It never went into like 100, but I think I hit like 99 or 98.9. And, yeah, something like which that. Which is because on the thermometer that we use, it's like 97.7 usually, right? 97.6. Yeah. So it was up a little bit, and I was definitely feeling warm mm-hmm. and super achy. Woke up on Saturday feeling much better. You did. So really the first 36, 48 hours. You know, and then Saturday we went out. Uh, yeah. We went and saw Christmas lights. We did. Because that's the scam that they're running. <laughs> the scam, I mean, they'll have these light displays that you drive your car through, and they've had these for years. But these people, meaning the people over at DTE and the 313 Presents people. Well, when you go to their website, because yeah. we were checking to see if oh, you okay. buy tickets, yeah. it's at so many different 
cities in different states. Oh, okay, yeah. It's so like it's a, a whole, it's, it's a, a local. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but the lights were fine. We had a good yeah. time because we took my parents mm-hmm. with us and and we had nice time with them. So I had enough energy to do that. You know, sat in a traffic jam for ninety minutes to get in there and stuff. But we had a nice time doing that. But when I got home, I was pretty wiped out from that. Yeah, and slept. And uh, today, now it's uh, we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. You know, I, I'm. I feel okay. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking to do anything hard physically, mm-hmm. but I'm doing okay. Uh, so I definitely feel like I got the, the shot. I feel like I got the real thing. Good. And uh, I will be taking another shot in, I think it's three weeks from tomorrow. So, um, and I'll let people know then how I feel. And in reading this, in fact, I got a, I got a link to this article. That's the note I was making here about what people are feeling after the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, applies to all the vaccines because they all they all kind of work the same way. Say, aren't they going to all be kind of similar? Yeah, they all work in the same way, which I'm not going to try to describe here. But um, the exact same symptoms that people were saying they're having, I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel pretty good now. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing is that I want to say to people is if you're afraid to take a vaccine, and look, I know people personally that have had COVID. Right. Uh, A guy named Bobby Bain, a very sweet man who was a funny comic, really pretty much an open micer, you know, wasn't Mm -hmm. a guy that really did the road much or anything, passed away last week. You know, and by, you know, I didn't know Bobby that well, but he was a guy I knew, you know, and, and uh, was around on the scene and everybody liked. And, you know, Bobby was in the hospital for a while and didn't make it. Um, you know, take the vaccine. That's what I'm here to say. I mean, I think that's important that don't be afraid of it. You know, um, I, I definitely had side effects. I may have more side effects when I take the second shot. Yeah, might be And worse. they may be worse. Some of the, I think this article that I'm going to link to from USA Today, that'll be over on, uh, on JoelRadio.net. That, you know, the, the people in there said the second shot made them feel worse than the first shot did. Um, and again, there is a chance that it was a placebo. And this is all psychological. Could be. I had read so many articles about what you're going to feel like after getting the shot, that that's what I started to feel like. Right. But I don't think that's the case. I mean, I was feeling pretty good Thursday when I went in there. Yeah. Like, really, like, my nose wasn't running. I didn't have any issues. I was feeling really good, mm-hmm. feeling healthy. And even the rest of that day, I, for the most part, felt healthy. So, yeah, I did the vaccine, guys. And, um, you know, I'm okay with it. And certainly, if you had an opportunity to take it, I would say, Layla, you should take the vaccine. I don't know if I would right away. Okay, what's your thought? Well, you say just, right away. People do that. They go, I would take it, but not right away. I, because they're still learning things. And there's this vaccine has happened so quickly where normally it takes years to get yeah. anything approved. Yes. I don't I don't want to be a mm. test subject. Well, I'm a test subject. I know you are. And how am I doing? Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> how am I doing <laughs> since Thursday? Uh, I'm doing okay. You're doing okay. I'm doing okay. And that's you what are. I'm saying. Don't be fra- Like, I know the risk that I took. Right. And, and maybe I got a placebo. And if I got a placebo, then maybe I didn't take risk. But, um... But you took the risk not knowing. I take the risk not knowing, and I would certainly have been happy. Look, if you're asking me, I'm, if I got the vaccine, I'm happier than if I got the placebo. 
Well, yeah. Although one of the other things that's nice about being in this study is that if I do feel like I have COVID symptoms, Mm -hmm. I go right to them. Which is nice. And they're going to regularly test me anyway for COVID, but and take my blood. Um, but yeah, it's nice that I don't have to worry about, oh, where am I going to get a test? Oh, the everything's overwhelmed and you can't get tested and you got to wait in line. I go right, I call this office, they bring me right in mm-hmm. and they were like, because you know, that's the thing. If I do get COVID, it's not like, well, you're out of the thing. You know, they want to see how quickly I recover and all that stuff what in the event I do you. get COVID. So, you know, there's there's a chance I didn't get the vaccine, but I feel like I did. And I feel like most people now I think, look, if you're going to get the vaccine, take the day off of work the next day and take the next day off. I don't think the day of you would need to, but at least the next day. It depends when you got I think if you got it at 8 a.m. and you tried to work a night shift or something, that might be hard for people. Um, But yeah, that first day wasn't too bad. Mm -mm. Um, But yeah, that second day I was wiped out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, I, and I believe me, I want to, I'm sure I will, uh, get messages. If you want to send me an email, uh, Joel, the comic at gmail.com or put a note on Facebook or message me there if you have questions, but I wanted to do the show before I told people. So that way I could try to answer people's questions before I go in. I will tell you what I did, like specifically the hospital and the, uh, the name of the company that made the vaccine, I think after the second shot. Well, and I'd make sure with them that you're okay. Yeah, and I, I may bring it up to them. I mean, they know they know what I do. Yeah. They, they, they weren't like Joel Radio fans. I'm not accusing them of that. But I'm saying they know that I'm a comedian and I, I'm, I don't know, somewhat well-known. But yeah, I have lots of literature that I can read through if you have any questions or anything. Um, I mean, there is a money component to it. I didn't do it for that reason. I actually... Remember, we were looking through the paperwork, and you're like, this doesn't say where you're going to get paid. And mm-hmm. I go, oh, yeah, it does. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not life-changing money or anything. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not, you know. Um, we just need to fix your will so that nothing <laughs> happens. <laughs> so the fact that I've done this experimental thing, yeah. I should, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, You want some of that? I got to be prepared. <laughs> there is language that, to be honest, I skipped about in the event of death. And because I think the federal government or the National yeah. Institutes of Health is backing this study, mm-hmm. there is some thing in there that you could be the, well, you're the emergency contact. Yes, I am. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they call and ask me how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that was a thing, right? Yeah. That I, I gave them your number and they said, I think it was in the event I'm not answering my phone or something right. that they would call you because like, well, what if he's dead somewhere? <laughs> Layla, is Joel alive? No? Okay, thank you. Do we know what happened? <laughs> I killed him. We're about to send Joel his first check from this. Uh, is he dead? Because if so... <laughs> Just make it out to gonna, Layla. Yeah, make, it up to, make all the checks out to Layla. <laughs> She'll take him from here on out. So there is a little bit of money. It's not... I mean, I remember talking to somebody about, I was like, I signed up for this study. And they're like, oh, I heard you get the blah, blah. Yeah. And it's not that. No. But it's okay. I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, You're helping science. I'm helping science. I was uh, thanked many times by the staff and the doctors for being brave and doing something that could conceivably help others. And, of course, I brought this up to Layla and said I am a hero for taking this vaccine study. You're not a hero. Now, wait a minute. Okay. 
if am, am I heroic? Have I act heroically in doing this? If I'm not, look, I'm not saying I'm a hero. I went into a burning building to save a little kid or something, but I mean, I, I look, I did something that you're not willing to do. That is true. That will benefit other people. Mm-hmm. It will also benefit myself. I mean, it that will. is part of it too. And, and, um, you know, but yeah. We also have different circumstances. We do, a little bit, sure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, look, one of the reasons I did it, I didn't do it for selfish reasons necessarily either. I mean, right. yeah, I am maybe vaccinated from COVID, which is going to make me feel really good that, right. you know, if I am. But they're not even going to tell me I'm vaccinated. No. You know what I mean? Which is a whole... And we should bring that up in a, in a minute here, the ethics behind the whole thing and everything. But, you know... Um, it's peace of mind for me. Mm-hmm. Peace of mind that I, if I am vaccinated, probably cannot make you sick. Right. I can probably even not make my parents sick or anyone that I'm around in a working environment or whatever, and that feels good. Yeah. Um, and I'm helping people, you know. Uh, as far as that ethical thing, because I asked the doctor and I said, do you have any questions? I said, well, here's my big one. They may require by law that people get a vaccine. Right. Eventually. To travel, to work, to... It's going to be one of those vaccines to, like, you have to go to school to Yeah. And I said, well, I'm in this thing, so is there going to be a point when I will be told, you know, it's a two-year study, Mm -hmm. am I going to be told before the two years is up what I got? Right. And he said, no. But, he said, everything is changing. And it's changing so quickly that if that becomes a thing... That what they would do is probably, in his opinion, he thinks that if I was given a placebo, if it became a mandate to get a vaccine and I was given the placebo, Mm -hmm. that they would let me know and then I could get an actual vaccine. Okay. Whether through them or for whatever. The other option that I have is at any time I can drop out of this study. Okay. And just say, thanks. You want to make sure. See you later. And I'm going to go get the vaccine. And I said, would that be dangerous if I've had your vaccine to go get a vaccine that was maybe from another company or another does your vaccine? He said, no. So it wouldn't be an issue if you got a double vaccine? I guess not. Hmm. I mean, I guess that's the deal of, you know, you getting the two shots is a double vaccine. Well, then there would be a quadruple. Uh, yeah. And it might be different vaccines. But again, they work in the same way. So I don't really know. exactly. So that whole thing is a moving target. But that was a thing for me because I don't want to be like, oh, we're going to give you a card. Right. And now you can attend, you know, mm-hmm. could I not attend a Bruce Springsteen concert? Probably not. Without a card. Not right now. And then it's like, well, no, I've got the vaccine. Look, I swear I did this clinical study. Yeah, but you could have had placebo. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, yeah, I could have had placebo. And they're like, you can't come to the Bruce Springsteen concert. And then your life would be over. I'm going to be very sad. You would be so dramatic. I'm going to cry for days and days. Yeah. <laughs> no. So but I mean, it would be, you know, that would be a thing. We're like, oh, man, I can't go. I can't get on an airplane. I mean, that hasn't come right. to that. But international travel is a thing that they're restricting, you know. So, um, you know, that's a thing that has to be worked out. It's a question that I brought up. It's certainly a thing that I'm risking. I mean, shoot, they're saying, oh, you people could start getting vaccinated in a month from now. You know, I probably wouldn't qualify for that um, because I'm younger and not a frontline worker or whatever. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a chance you would get an opportunity here in healthcare yeah. to be vaccinated before I would normally. Yeah, um, possibly. And maybe I wouldn't qualify, you know, to be a registered vaccinated person. And that would upset me. 
I'll be like, I want to know. I really did. I did all this. I went to. <laughs> but it could be a placebo. It could be a placebo. So I'm guessing when I do that second one, mm-hmm. I got to know for sure at that point, right? I mean, just in my mind. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Did you just not feel good because those are what the signs yeah. and symptoms that you were mm. reading everywhere? So your body just went into that kind of mode? Yeah. You don't. I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you, I really wanted to watch TV with you. <laughs> I wanted to play video games mm-hmm. and things that I might have normally done leisure wise that I did not do. Yeah. Because I felt lousy. Yeah. And that's a pretty good sign, I think, for me mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, I would have happily helped you with the groceries you know going shopping and i didn't do those things so i'm thinking i got it it's possible got the covid vaccine so i feel pretty good good maybe not heroic (laughs) although there is a little bit of me that's like man this is like i'm spider-man and i've got my power now oh (laughs) jeez you can't give me covid somebody help me (laughs) Yes, please. Somebody help Layla. If you want to help Layla, look her up on Facebook and help her. Don't send it to me because I won't send it to her. No, he won't. But yeah, that's where I'm at. And uh, I feel, you know, three days out, I feel pretty good. So if you're going to get the vaccine, if you can, you know, when it's offered, I'm not afraid of it. I will advocate for that. Look, the second shot could change my whole opinion of this thing. Right. And that's a few weeks away. But yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like this is a thing people should do. And take a couple days off work, and you're going to be okay. So I'm going to record you after your second one. (laughs) That's okay. And say, do you still think people should get the vaccine? (laughs) If we had done a podcast on Friday. We wouldn't have done one. I know, because I was hurting. Yeah. But I mean, I would have been honest and been like, look, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I'm not, you know, I'm aching and lethargic, and I'm a little dizzy. Mm -hmm. I want to just lay down. But I feel good enough today to do one, and we're here. So that's my story, guys. There you go. That's uh, the big story. Will you take a vaccine? I did it. You should do it, too. And you're going to believe things. But, you know, you believe what you want to believe. But I'm honest about stuff. And for those of you that know me, even if you don't know me personally, you know me through the show, and you know I'm honest about stuff. And uh, I've got no reason to lie to you. And, I, you know, I wouldn't do something stupid, you know, and say, oh, you guys should do this too. This was dumb, but we should all do this. No. You know, like I jumped, I parachuted once. Yes, you did. Jumped out of an airplane. Mm -hmm. If you want to jump out of an airplane, do it. If you don't feel like jumping out of an airplane, don't jump out of an airplane. I'm not going to, you know, I mean, I'm not going to recommend people that are afraid deathly of jumping out of an airplane to jump out of an airplane. You may be deathly afraid of this, uh, you know, vaccine. Right. But you should still do it. You should still take it. Mm-hmm. Because that is a thing that can benefit all of us and benefit yourself and your family. And you may feel sick, but, you know, I didn't cough. I didn't have a fever. I didn't, you know, all that stuff. I hear my friends complaining about how ill they've been. And, man, scary. Scary stuff. So I... Hope I did the right thing. And again, if you want to know anything more about it, I will be talking more about it, I'm sure, after I get the second shot and that. But feel free to drop me a note. I'll tell you what's going on. If you're, you know, because these people may personally right. not want to do it and maybe they need some more convincing uh, mm-hmm. one-on-one. So I can, I think, help with that. At least after one shot. So maybe you're somebody that needs some convincing. 
Maybe I'm somebody? Yeah. I don't need convincing. You're going to do it? No. (laughs) (laughs) So what have we done for 35 (laughs) minutes on this show? You have talked about your experience. I have. I have. (laughs) But that doesn't change your mind. No. Okay. Mm -mm. Okay. Okay. I did it. I did the best I could. Give it your best shot. I'm not heroic enough. (laughs) That just makes you laugh. It does. Did you tell my stepmother to call me a hero yesterday? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I knew. I knew as she's serving dinner and I walk into the dining room. Well, you're a hero. The the hero eats fur. What did she say? Something to that effect. Well, the hero gets the first crack at the ham. Something. Something corny. Yeah. Not believable. And and granted, you, there's and no reason she should be able to deliver a line <laughs> that would be a believable lie. I and mean, I'm fine. Then, you go, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, am. I'm the hero. Yeah, I'm a hero. Yeah. I didn't want to call her out, even though I snuffed <laughs> out her lie and snuffed out your little uh, thing that you had going on there. <sighs> My dad kept quiet. I can't believe that. I <laughs> All right. Well, he was That's an inside joke. Yes, that's he was, it. <laughs> he was more com- concerned about his two Janes. Well, we're not going to go there with my dad, but uh anyway, so yeah, I had the vaccine. If you want to know anything about it more, let me know and um I'll I'll keep you updated on how it's going, you know? Um so there you go. Uh what else should we got? I mean, we got a ton. It's been so many weeks. We've watched so many TV shows. And you know I'm not going to remember and everything so many movies. We've talked, that we've watched. <laughs> I'm, you're going to say something. I'm going to be like, what one was that about? Yeah. Yeah, Layla, come on. Yeah, no. You know we saw whatever. No. Well, here's how I organize this stuff. Okay. Today. Mm-hmm. But by the way, two pages. Not a full second page. but <laughs> How come I don't get that list? You want that list? Well, that would help me. But yeah, but okay. I'm going to say what's on the list. Well, I, you want the li- I have to no. print out another list. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's too late. So I want to start with what I think is the stuff that I have liked the best. And usually we like stuff similarly. Sometimes. Sometimes you like stuff more than me. Sometimes I like stuff more than you. Mm-hmm. There's times you hate something and I like it. And there's times mm-hmm. that I hate it and you like it. Usually for those, you just watch them yeah. without me. And I watch stuff without you. But here's what we watched. And a lot of good stuff on here. I think the best thing that we've watched since I last uh, did a show was Wayne. The TV show Wayne. What was that one? I'm just oh, kidding. come on. We finished it today. <laughs> Here's the story of Wayne. Now, Wayne is an interesting show because it was on YouTube Premium mm-hmm. starting in the beginning of 2019, which is like something that I have. <laughs> I have YouTube Premium. Yeah, we had that. But they don't do a good job of like promoting their shows or something. I mean, I knew they had that Cobra Kai show, which I know people love. There was a ton of advertisements. Yeah, they advertised for that one, and I still haven't seen Cobra Kai. I'm not against watching it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, and then, you know, Netflix. I guess, I guess, I think YouTube might be out of their premium deal, or I don't know. They're not making series. They made that Paris Hilton documentary. Which I watched. Which you and I watched, yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, we watched it together. Oh. Yeah. And that was fine. Yeah. I mean, you watched it, and you go, this is a pretty good documentary. I thought Paris Hilton was kind of an idiot before. and She's not as much of an idiot. Eh, she's still an idiot. Not as much, maybe. Right. Not as much. <laughs> but yeah, um, so they made the series Wayne. It's 10 episodes. I think right, 10? I think ten, I got that right, yeah. yeah. And uh, not unlike Cobra Kai, they released it to, you know, Cobra Kai went to Netflix. Wayne went to Amazon Prime. 
And it was they Amazon Prime actually did publicity for it. Oh, did they? And yeah, that's how I found out. I, I think I went on Rotten Tomatoes and said, what's new in TV? Mm-hmm. What's really highly rated? And they're like, there's Wayne on Amazon Prime. And I go, I've never heard of the show. And I look it up and it's like, oh, this was on YouTube Premium for a year. And I go, oh, I don't know, but we should watch it. I hear it's good. And boy, we re- I think we both had a lot of fun watching Wayne. Yeah, it's a little graphic. It is our- a violent show. Mm-hmm. So the story of Wayne is it's about a high school kid mm-hmm. who you see is bullied he lives in Brockton, Massachusetts, and uh, Nada, which is apparently, according to the show, I don't know anything about Brockton personally, but not a well-to-do town, not a well-to-do kid, right. single parent, father who's dying of cancer, and people have done him wrong, people have done his father wrong, and he wants revenge. Oh, yeah. And he goes about it in a very, uh, but he's very righteous, you know, he mm-hmm. is very much a guy who... He beats people up, but only people who deserve it. Right. He gets revenge for those who can't do for themselves. Do for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's really the story. He ends up meeting a girl uh, that he, uh, you know, from his town, who he kind of takes a shine to. I think Wayne's supposed to be 16 yeah. in the show. She's supposed to be 15, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and they start to have this kind of awkward friendship, <laughs> uh, which really, and the acting's great. I, w- I tell you who, I know the one guy people will probably know is Michael Malley. Who the was principal. on? Yeah, he was on Yes, Dear for a few years. Uh, if you remember that show, mm-hmm. you knew the guy that played the the girl's dad. Yes, he's the he's the mayhem guy from those insurance yeah. commercials. And I know him from Rescue Me. Yeah, so he's kind of a, a well known guy too. But mm-hmm. most of the other people you won't know. No, in the show, and you certainly don't know the two leads. I don't think. Uh, but they're both great, and the show has got a real stylized. I would say if you know. Like Edgar Wright, a little bit Quentin Tarantino. I'm thinking Edgar Wright. I'm thinking of um. Oh man, what was the oh Scott Pilgrim? If you've seen that movie, I which is know. a great movie, Scott Pilgrim, very hip, stylized movie. It's mm-hmm. kind of got that thing. Maybe Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez kind of feel to it. It's got that rock and roll. I think it's uh, Wolf Mother is most of the music. Oh. Is it Wolf? Yeah, Wolf. Is that the one you started singing the first time? Yeah, I think it's Wolf Mother. I have to look that up, but I think that's the riff. But they used like a Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song, which is a good band that I like too. So they had some cool music. Like real, like they go to these fight scenes and you'd hear this really aggressive rock and roll come mm-hmm. on. It's it's cool. It's cool music. It's like what a wrestler would walk out to, right? Like yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin is coming to the ring or more con- who more contemporary would hit Hangman Adam Page or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whoever you like. John Moxley. Like you do like John. Layla likes wrestling too, which is great. <laughs> I got her to like wrestling you when did. she started dating me. Mm-hmm. Started taking her to wrestling. You done? Yep. Now she's all in. No pun intended. <laughs> She'll be all out soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Wayne is really fun. It's ten episodes. Half hours. Half hours. It's a black comedy. It is violent at times. Um, but I thought it was great. I was really entertained it was by good. it. Lots of fun stuff. I mean, the guy that I don't want to really, the one I love the guy that's the cop, oh, the red haired yeah. cop guy. Oh my God, that guy's I awesome. need to, we need to figure out that's the one guy we never looked up. I looked him up and he hasn't been in much. Oh, really? Yeah, I looked him up. So yeah, it's, it's Wayne's a very, I think, I think probably even have the page still open. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that guy's name is Stephen Kieran. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Oh. Um, and the leads are Mark McKenna and Ciara Bravo as Wayne and Dell. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, I think the, um, the producers of this were the guys who wrote Deadpool. Oh, okay. So if you I think about that, Deadpool. you kind of get a little vibe for what this might be. And uh, yeah, Wayne on Amazon Prime, or if you have YouTube Premium, fire up Wayne. It's a really good show. Because I, I did check it. It's still on the YouTube Premium. It's worth it. Yeah, Wayne was really good. Uh, so definitely watch that one. Um, now I'm going to try to lump in some things because they're all on the same channel. Okay. So sticking with TV, because this, this streaming service, I should say, is kind of killing it right now. HBO Max. Yeah. The Flight Attendant. We like it. That's really good. Yeah. Kaylee Cuoco, mm-hmm. who I'm proud to say never watched one of those Big Bang Theories. I think I've watched them like as I fell asleep. Yeah. It's just it's too goofy for me. I don't know what it is about. They don't feel like real people or there's just something about that show that I never got with. Yeah. I never felt an attachment to. Um but the flight attendant's very good, and she's good in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, she's playing a ditzy alcoholic. Is she playing nymphomaniac? Ditzy? Well, she does dumb stuff. Yeah, but she's not ditzy. Well, no, okay, she's not ditzy. Yeah, yeah, but she's she's not as smart as she thinks she is, or something. I don't know. She's in. She's in over her head. Let's yeah, just say that. that works. So basically, she she's a flight attendant, and. One thing leads to another. She wakes up next to a dead body. Yeah. And it goes from there. So it's a suspenseful thriller, but not super serious. But it's also comedy. It is also a comedy. Rosie Perez is in this. Um, Zoshia Mamet. Who is that? Shoshana from Girls is in this as well. She's good in it. I Mm -hmm. think the acting's all really pretty darn good across Mm -hmm. the board in this. And it's shot really well. It looks great. I mean, they... Seem to be going all over the world to shoot some of these. I don't know how much of that is faked and how much of it is real, but uh, they did a good job with it. And and the way they're releasing this, because I think it's not on, if you just have HBO on cable, I don't think you can watch this. Right, it's just on the app. You have to watch it on the HBO Max app, um, which is kind of what they're going to. You know, there was the big news this week was that HBO Max was going to get all of the Warner Brothers films. For 2021, so that's the new. Oh yeah, the, the new Matrix, Dune, whatever else. I mean, the Wonder Woman we already knew was coming out, uh, the sequel mm-hmm. uh, this Christmas on HBO Max. So yeah, the Flight Attendant, really fun, fun show. You know, not super serious, but certainly has suspenseful, suspensefulness, moments. spies, violence, murder, the whole thing, sex and drugs, sex, drugs, the whole thing. But it's a fun show. It's a really good, and the way that they're, uh, what I, I think the reason I brought up the app is that they released, I think, the first, was it three? Three. And then for week two, they released two, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to release two more next week, and then there's one more finale. Oh. So basically in three weeks, you get to watch the whole series. Okay. Because if it was on HBO, the channel, It'd be weekly. you'd get one a week. Like we watched The Vow for nine weeks. That was frustrating. And it felt like it took forever. So this way, they're, they're picking up the pace a little bit. So I think mm-hmm. that's cool. And that's a good show. So yeah, definitely The Flight Attendant is one to watch. Also, uh, staying in television on HBO Max, Murder on Middle Beach. That's really good, too. Very One of the best true crime 
uh, series I've seen. The one that they the one that they did this year that was great too was I'll Be Gone in the Dark. I don't know how much I talked about it on this show. That was really good. about the Golden that State Killer creepy. and the the uh, the the author who died, Pat Oswald's wife, Michelle. Forget her last name. I'm sorry, Michelle. Uh, but it, that that was a great series, and this one is too. And this one's super personal because uh, the guy who made this documentary is the son of is the murder. Victim. The son of the murder victim. His mother was murdered in sort of a. Uh, 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 an upper upscale Connecticut community mm-hmm. on the golf course. Yeah, you know their house was on the golf course. And was it the middle of winter? Uh, I think it was in March or so. March. So there was like still it was still cold. There mm-hmm. might have been snow on the ground. And yeah, this guy uh, and and uh, his mother was killed. He was a teenager at the time. He was eighteen. And uh, his mother was killed. You know, their suspects like his father. That he has to investigate, which is kind of a very strange dynamic for a son to like be like they're at one point they're like spy footage of his a son having drinks with fo- his dad. yeah it's so it it but it, there's so much tension in it mm-hmm. and then of course you know you're like oh this dad did it and then they go oh no the mom had this secret life right. which we won't talk about but then there's like this secret life that the mom had then you find out that. Her family has right. secrets, and her her sisters and her daughter. Yeah, so it it gets deeper and deeper, and it's really good. And I think I think it's only four episodes, and the last one will air. So by the time you guys are listening to this, you can watch the whole thing. I think because it's tonight, right? Yeah, what's well, tonight as we're recording it, but yeah. Um. So yeah, Murder on Middle Beach, HBO Max, killing it. Good true crime stuff. I got to start checking these off the list so I know where we're at. Um, what else? Okay, we finished two series on HBO Max. Um, The Undoing, we really liked. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant. Didn't know where that was going to end up. Yeah, really good mystery. Good, some good uh, courtroom stuff in that. Again, I think I t- when I talked about this with Jason last time, I said it is that in the the uh, rich people, rich people's crime problems, the new genre. Yeah. Yeah. Little fires everywhere. It was this. Yeah. What's what's the other one we watched? Uh, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. It's kind of the same. Kind of got that same vein. This one's you know up, you know Upper West Side New Yorkers, mm-hmm. I think, or maybe they were Upper East Side New Yorkers. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but very well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, David. I think it's David E. Kelly, the guy who made this. Who does he uh, usually do comedies? He did Ally McBeal. He's kind of famous for that. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know if it was Boston Legal, L.A. Did Law. I don't think he's the Scrubs guy. The Scrubs guy made something we watched, though. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> um, you keep talking. I'm going to Yeah, you look up. up who the Scrubs guy, what he made, because we watched a Scrubs show. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember what that is now. Now you're driving me nuts. I'm driving you nuts. What did the Scrubs creator also create? No, I he should... did. The practice, yeah. Is the Scrubs guy or David E. Kelly we're talking about? David E. Kelly. Yeah. See, I think the Scrubs guy. You need to look up though. Anyway, uh, the other thing that we finished on HBO that ran its course, which I had talked about and said this is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen, and they ran through their six episodes. And even though I was on an edible for the finale, I can tell you that How to with John Wilson is one of the best TV shows ever made. I loved this show. It is so great. 
It may not be for everybody, but even Layla, who was skeptical. Don't even say so was Layla, because I think I only liked two episodes. And to go back, it was Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence. Yeah. And what else has Bill Lawrence made, though? Oh, I was... Because I feel like he made a show that we just watched that we liked. Let me see. And I can't even... I'm looking at his list, and I'm like, I don't even... Oh, he made Ted Lasso. That's what he made. I just got it. I, it's on How my did phone. you get that already? Because I scrolled through his shows, which were Cougar Town. Yeah, I watched that. Spin City. I see Ted Lasso. Uh, Ground Floor. Like all these shows I don't like or never watched. And then I go, Ted Lasso, also one of the best shows of the year. But How To With John Wilson was great. It was okay. It's good. The, being, the last one on an edible was tough to watch. <laughs> Our couch felt twenty feet wide at one point yeah. during during. That's how I felt. Oh yeah, for like sure. The like couch the couch was, took up the whole. Yes, the couch got very wide. But yeah, how to with John Wilson? You got to check that out. I also went back and found he did uh, Vimeo short films. I'm glad you watched that without. Me. Yes, I'm sparing you the Vimeo short films that John Wilson made, uh, which kind of were his demo for this series ultimately. And one thing that's interesting about the series and and watching from his Vimeo is that other people helped him write. And shoot the HBO series. So some of that storytelling is done through writers. And of course, another guy who you and I I think both love, Nathan Fielder, Mm -hmm. who made Nathan for you, was a producer on on How To as well. They kind of have similar ways of how they talk. There's a similar sort of um, very deadpan look at things. you know, pointing out ridiculous things in a very deadpan way that that works for both guys. But yeah, How To with John Wilson was really good. Um, I think we're just going to do all the HBO Max stuff now because it's good. Because then we watched uh, two uh, documentaries on HBO Max, which were both good. But we'll spend more time with the better of the two, Baby God. Okay. Yes, Baby God. It just took me a minute. Yes, because oh, that yeah. I know that the title Baby God. We didn't watch anything about babies, yeah, but we, we did. did. Baby God. You want to describe Baby God? Okay. Yeah. It is about a doctor who, mm-hmm. back in, when did it start? Probably the Starting 40s, in the 40s or the 40s, 50s, yeah. Um, worked with infertility and helping women become pregnant and not letting them know. Can I say? He had a secret. He did. Yes. We'll, we'll give away that secret, which okay. is the big secret, but there's other secrets. So. Right. But one of the big secrets is... He was using his own sperm yes. to inseminate yes. women. And now with genetics. With the yeah, the ancestry. ancestry and all that 23andMe, they can figure out who you're related to. Yep. And this guy has thousands, hundreds, who knows how many children. Yeah. And he did this for a long, long, long time. Well, watching that, one of the oldest had just died at, what, 92? Yes, he had a 93, 92-year-old. And then there was somebody, I think we saw somebody. Like, he, he was fathering children, in I think, until about 2001 or 2002. Yeah. Because he passed away now, but... It's a fascinating show, and it really is actually a crime show, I think, oh, ultimately. Yeah. Um, it's really skeevy. I, I, I was reading the descriptions. I don't know. I probably closed the tabs, but they were like, they're like, nothing will make you feel ickier this year than Baby God. Yeah, it was. And even though it's not graphic, I think there's like one or two shots that are like graphic of, you know, female 
right embryos or there was a but that's not great yeah and i know but you know um it's just such an interesting well, thing and and ethically medically all that stuff and then you have to figure out was this guy helping these people mm-hmm. or was he really getting off a weirdo it. pervert and and that it kind of gets answered in there it kind of gets answered and and you know there's certainly people you could ask that would tell you one thing and other people would tell you another thing and mm-hmm. you'll have to draw your own conclusions but really again when you talk about really good true crime That's things uh from this year i think baby god's got to be on that list and it's a movie it's uh short movie to 80 some minutes 85 yeah, minutes long. wasn't long at all i feel like it could have been longer Probably could have been longer, but maybe there wasn't a whole lot else to say. They did a good, you know. I think when a filmmaker can tell you the whole story, yeah. at least and to our satisfaction, anyway. Yeah, I didn't feel like anything was missing in eighty-five minutes, and like you get it, like that's perfect. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to make eight episodes of a thing that comes out no. once a week, like The Vow. Yeah, that. You know that was good. Kind of. Yeah. But then you saw Seduced, which was the other thing about Nexium, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the uh, Miss Oxenberg, mm-hmm. what's her name? India Oxenberg, mm-hmm. who ran away from the Nexium cult. They did that in four episodes, and it was a way better show. Yeah, not just because it was shorter; it was just done better. So you can do, you can be brevity is sometimes a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another documentary watch, which was fine. I mean, this is an old story, and you know, whatever. The mystery of DB Cooper. That this was new to you. Yeah, that was... D.B. Yeah. Cooper hijacked a plane in the 70s. This guy claiming to be D.B. Cooper at the Everybody time when you'd have to give an ID. And he, you know, he hijacked this plane. The plane parked. Everyone got off. They gave him a bunch of money and some parachutes. As the plane is flying over Washington State, he jumps out of the plane, never to be seen again. <laughs> and then people came out in this movie. Here's what I will tell you about this documentary. You will be watching this documentary. They will introduce a person who has the story, and you're like, that person, 100%, was D.B. Cooper. Then, five minutes further on in the movie, you meet another person, and they tell their story, and in your mind you go, that person was D.B. Cooper. Then you meet another person who's also... So it's, it's kind of a ridiculous story at this point. Oh, yeah. Because not everybody can be D.B. Cooper, but all these people's stories are so good. And detailed. And detailed and convincing. And then as I was reading about this, they're like, well, they ignored this person. That, like, I think if you go on the Wikipedia for D.B. Cooper, oh, no. there's eight other guys who are exactly could have been. So it's unbelievable. But their drawing looks like every well, man they, yeah. from that <laughs> time period. If you see the D.B. Cooper drawing yeah. of a guy in like horn rim glasses, slick black hair and a it's suit. Every man it's from that Every era. guy from the 70s. So uh, it's fun. It's on HBO Max. The Mystery of D.B. Cooper. I don't think they solve anything. No. But it was fun to watch. I enjoyed watching The Mystery of D.B. Cooper. Um, All right. So HBO Max did have one thing. Wasn't this great? Well, a couple things. One we're not done with. Um, There's a series. We're not done with. Well, there's a series and a movie. Let's just do the movie quick. I think we'll move on. Melissa McCarthy's Super Intelligence debuted. This would have been a theatrical film that they Mm -hmm. threw onto the streaming service. You're a big Melissa McCarthy fan, and I've I certainly am. seen. Uh, uh, what was the the movie she did where she was the alcoholic forger that we saw? Where That's really played, good. She was a man, right? She played a man. No, no, no. She was a lady. 
She forged those documents. I thought she was a man. She was just a really dumpy alcoholic lady. I thought she was playing a man. Will you ever forgive me or something like that? Yeah. She wasn't playing a man. No. What move? What are you watching while we're watching these movies? Melissa McCarthy was not a man in that movie. I thought she was playing. No, a man. it was. A, but she she was like a cat. Was she lady. a lesbian? She was a yes, I think, and she was like a cat lady who like never had relationships. But she was very manly. Yeah, she was very dowdy and or whatever is that the word? I don't know. But she was not attractive. Right. She was made deliberately. Like she here. wore like man clothes. You okay? I feel like she was supposed to be a man. I swear, I thought she was a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so okay. Embarrassed. So she made that movie. That yeah. movie was great. Yeah, was and even funny. her funny movies. I mean, look, we all liked uh, Bridesmaids. Okay. I thought the movie Spy was really good. I mean, I really liked Spy. That was a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, not so much. It was okay. And look, I mean. I don't see a reason for any to really recommend it. I mean, if you're a Melissa McCarthy fan, yeah. you're not going to hate it. But literally, like even now, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, if I mean, you, if you want to watch a movie, yeah, and well, I'm, I'm giving people really good things to watch. So. I understand, <laughs> but sometimes you just want a movie uh, that you don't really have to well concentrate on. This movie. Uh, was not good. And then look, Bobby Cannavale is a great actor. I think he's funny and mm-hmm. I like him. You know, James Corden is the voice of this AI that takes over Melissa McCarthy's life and it becomes a spy thing, right? I mean, I'm, we literally watched this last week and I'm like already vague on the details because it's such a lightweight thing. Yeah. It's like a spy thing. Kind of. Yeah. He's trying to take over the world. Yeah, he's trying to take over the world and only Melissa McCarthy can stop it. Yeah. Because she is a... A good human being. But what is her job? She's a computer person? I don't remember. <laughs> See, that's, that's why it's hard to recommend super intelligence. Yeah, but why does it matter what she does? Because it's part of the plot of the story. There's a reason why she was chosen by James Corden's artificial intelligence. I thought it was because she was a good person. Well, maybe it was, but this was not a great movie. Um... So super intelligence, I think you can skip. I mean, Layla's making faces at me, but it wasn't great. I mean, you're a Melissa McCarthy fan, and it wasn't like her best work at all. No, it wasn't. I don't see a whole lot of reason to recommend this to people, but HBO Max is still really good. Oh, and then the HBO Max series, which we're a few episodes into, which you're kind of not digging, and I'm kind of not digging, although I think it may get good. It's called I Hate Susie. Oh, God. Yeah. No, it is... Another British show. It is bad. You think I Hate Susie is actually bad? Yeah. Not just, we don't like it bad. I just, it gives me anxiety. Yeah, it's shot in a way that sort of makes you anxious. Yes. Felt like Uncut Gems a little bit in the first episode. Yeah. And the second episode and the third episode. (laughs) No, the third episode. But, I mean, it is stylistically different from episode to episode. I think that's part of the deal. A little bit. But it has a little bit of suspense. Anyway, let me just give you a thumbnail on I Hate Susie. A woman is a former child star who's still famous in England for being an actress. And nude photos of her leak. She is in a sex act with someone who is not her husband. And um, and it is obvious it is not her husband. <laughs> well, we'll let the show explain why. <laughs> but um, her world starts to come crashing down around her. And that gives you that. That's why they shot that one so anxiously about, oh, yeah. I was this child star. And then she was in some 
uh, some sort of Star Wars-y kind of movie that you see her at a convention mm-hmm. at one point where, you know, she has to go in front of all these fans at a Comic-Con and she's very embarrassed about the whole photo thing because people start asking questions. So it's kind of like who leaked the photo? Who is this person that she's photographed with? How does that affect her marriage? She's married with a child. Um, a lady named Billy Piper is the star of this who was actually actually a... She was a Britney Spears-esque singer in England. Oh, was she? So she had some hits, yeah. Okay. And she did a show called Confessions of a Call Girl, I think was the name of it, that was on Showtime. I started that when it first came out. Did you? And I never finished. I watched a few of those. I didn't think it was that good. Yeah. But she was the star of that, too. But, I mean, that's, that's, you know, so she's, I mean, that Confessions of a Call Girl had to be 15 years ago at least, so something like the 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, she's all grown up now. I mean, she's, right. yeah. So, um, but, you know, it's, I'll tell you more about I Hate Susie when we finish, finish it. If we finish it. Believe me, we were on the fence the other day and we're like, yeah. you're like, you brought it up. So I was like, okay. Well, we're done with Wayne now. So. We have to finish We got to finish something. I kind of just want to watch it when I don't have to pay attention. To <laughs> well, when you're with me, it's the best time to not pay attention. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> this is a funny documentary series. Well, we're only in an hour, so we're doing good on time. Okay. My list is so long, but we're doing good on time. Okay. We watched a few of these. These are short documentaries. They're a series on Netflix. It's called We Are the Champions. Oh, geez. Yeah, now this is a fun show. Now, granted, we watched two of them. The one we watched, I thought, was absolutely fantastic. Everybody should watch it. The, the other one, one I thought was not as good. Yeah, basically, it's short documentaries about weird sports. Mm-hmm. And they follow these people, these competitors in these weird sports and tell their story. It is narrated and I believe produced by Rain Wilson from The Office, yep. Dwight. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, we watched the first one without even knowing it was his voice. Yeah, we saw it after. <laughs> we, we saw it yeah. after. Um, uh, the very first episode that they put on is about the cheese roll in England, where they roll these cheeses down a hill, and people have to chase them. And, of course, they fall, and not just fall, they tumble head over heels and break bones on the way down this well, hill. it's this huge, steep... It's a really steep thing. you got to see this. It's great. And I'd heard about this cheese roll in the past, but I don't think anyone had ever shot it this way. Like, they fly a drone over it, um, where you see exactly how steep... Remember that? Mm-hmm. We were looking at it, and we're like... Yeah, that's it's the hill. Looking at it, it doesn't. And you look, look at it, and then as they fly right over, you're like, "Oh my god, this thing is yeah. like 45 degrees down." Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and there's a a woman who I think no woman had ever won it, had never repeated. I think was had the deal. Ne- never won it three times, something to that effect. More than twelve, right? Three times, and she was yeah. going for her third. And she's going for a third, and you see her training and stuff. And what happened to her at the last one? Yeah, and she got injured at the last one. It made you skeeve out, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the injuries and stuff. thinking about it. Well, then there's a guy who is like the all-time Michael Jordan of cheese roll. Yep. (laughs) And starts training her. And he starts training her. So you have this like Rocky story. Mm -hmm. It's really great. So, And it's like a half hour, right? These Mm -hmm. episodes. It's really great. Uh, Watch the cheese roll thing. People have told me. And then we watched the one about um, dancing with your dog. Dog. And it was like a Russian dog dancing team who Mm -hmm. was going to compete. 
And that it's one... It's like a huge thing. It is a huge thing. Europe. I mean, it's in like basically a high school gym. I don't know if it was a huge thing, but... But I mean, there were so many different countries yeah, there were teams that from were all doing over. this. Um, but it's kind of a bunch of weird ladies from Russia. It wasn't as interesting, no. I don't think. But people have said, and, and maybe we'll watch this later, uh, the one about like a chili eating, like people eating uh, peppers. Oh yeah, you it's supposed to be very that. good. People have said that's a good episode too. So I'm I'm recommending we are the champions, but you know I think there's six or eight of them, and we've only watched two. Pick and choose wise. Pick and choose, but the cheese hole one was great. Uh what else we got here that was really good? Okay, a couple good things. Oh, stay on Netflix. Why not? We got Netflix stuff on here. Uh really good. Dairy Girls. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Dairy Girls is great. It, that's been out for a while, and we. Just it started three watching episodes, it. Three seasons? It was two seasons. And I think when we looked it up, they were about to make series three in the pandemic hit. Yes. So Dairy Girls, we'll see if they make more of those. But it's a bunch of girls in Northern Ireland going to like a Catholic school. Yep, Catholic high school. And it takes place in the 90s, so you get lots of cool 90s music in it. It was up my jam. Yeah, it was good. And uh, the girls are really funny. They they're all sort of live in this house together with their parents and their grandparents and it's it's really wacky i mean it definitely feels like i'm trying to what would be an american version of this i have no idea but it's you know it's high school girls and they're up to getting in trouble and stuff and you know boys yeah about boys and stuff like that it's just funny it's just good show Mm -hmm. now i think the only thing about dairy girls that people may not like is that it's not the thing you're insinuating. <laughs> the thing about Dairy Girls is I think that the Irish accent is so heavy in this. It's, it you, we it, it is hard. We occasionally put the subtitles on. You may just want to roll subtitles on this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it's a very funny show. They did a great job with it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, again, I don't think it's new for 2020 or anything. But, again, I thought, for you know, we like watching these half-hour funny shows like while we're eating dinner and stuff. Or just before I need to go to bed. Yeah, so Layla can come down from all the murder We've watched in the last uh, preceding hours. <laughs> We're going to watch The Undoing, followed by uh, Murder on uh, Middle Beach, and then uh, we'll watch A Flight Attendant, and then you'll go to bed. You're like, no, we're not. No, no, we're not. <laughs> That's why I fall asleep to Impractical Jokers. All right, so we're going to watch Baby God as you fall asleep, and then no. you'll see what you... <laughs> then I'm going to have dreams that I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> With this old doctor. <laughs> With you. Yeah, but that's a dream you should be having. I know. And our baby, ooh, listen to this. Oh, God. Our baby yeah. will be immune from coronavirus. Because Because no. I'm a hero and I got the vaccine. <gasps> that's that's not our sh- it works. But that's a show we can make. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm on board with this. Based on actual events. Okay. Well, then we have to have an actual child. Perfect. All right, well, maybe a couple years we'll make the show. All right, let's oh. move on. It's a, the Dairy Girls is good. Layla really liked it funny show uh we also watched another show based in well this is i guess it's still the uk this one's based in london but the duchess yes which was pretty good right it was okay i think the thing about this and it's kind of like that show i'm sorry that we watched as well Mm -hmm. where the lead actress is kind of polarizing i think i think some people won't like it's Catherine ryan uh, who's a comedian She's actually from Sarnia, Ontario. She is where she grew mm. up. So not far from, not far from the Joel me. Radio Studios, just over the border. Yeah. Um, but she's like a celebrity in England. So she's an American comedian, but she's like on like a television. She's, she's like a, a known person in England more than she is here. 
I think Netflix has some comedy specials of hers, Catherine Ryan. And she plays a single mother to like a six-year-old, right? Seven-year-old? I think she's older than that. Maybe older than that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But a little girl. You know. Yeah. And her husband is like a former boy band singer who's down on his luck. He's an ex-husband. No, they were never married. But it's the, okay, it's the father of the, the daughter. Baby daddy. Baby daddy. And he's kind of down on his luck, living in a houseboat on the river, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's a comedy, yeah. And I think Kat, and it's very like she's like she's one of these ladies that says anything, like yeah. oh my god, everyone's clutching their pearls around her because she's so vulgar and upfront and hilarious. You know, it's kind of not unlike I'm sorry with yeah. uh, it's a little much, yeah. And so, um, but you know what, I laughed, and I think we both had a good time watching this. I think mm-hmm. it's. Six half hours, eight half hours, something like that. Yeah. England, they do the six mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, and it's shot well. It's in London, and uh, it's well done. It's not, worth watching. It's not as good as, like, Catastrophe, I didn't think, which I thought was a very good show. Mm-hmm. Or Breeders, mm-hmm. which is another good show about parenting, which is a lot of... have been watching a lot of parenting shows lately. We're getting you ready. <laughs> that, that, that insinuates that you're ready. I am ready. Oh, my goodness. She's ready, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to have to wrap up the show. and <laughs> Apparently, she's ready. I had no idea. <laughs> Stop right now. We can leave the mics on. And, uh, oh, my God. Six minutes, we'll come back and talk to you. All right. Uh, <laughs> this I'm show, is this, your, is this your last appearance on the podcast? Yeah, because I'm okay. totally embarrassed So again, I right want now. somebody <laughs> that has some remote studio equipment and that we can talk to. We'll do it over the internet on Zencaster. It'll be great because Layla is retiring from the podcast. Because we're going to have a baby. She's going to be pregnant. Yes. <laughs> She's going to be pregnant with my babies after the show. Yeah. Um, another thing, and again, not a new show, but a show that's been out, which, you know, I, I would have watched this show when it came on, but everyone said it had bad reviews. And I looked it up after we watched both seasons, and it still has bad reviews, but I thought it was entertaining. Um, friends from college. So this just goes with what I keep telling oh, you. Okay, go ahead. Because every time I want to watch something, <laughs> it doesn't have good reviews. So you won't yeah, watch I, it. I look up the reviews and right. go... The reviews yeah. aren't good. So yeah. you just assume it's not going to be good. Yeah. And then you'll say, well, this has really good reviews. And yeah. then you're disappointed with what so you there are. I think I Hate Susie had good reviews. Yeah, and we've kind of that. been disappointed yeah. in that. So sometimes but we watch stuff with good. Well, Wayne had the reason we watched Wayne is because it had good reviews. But I feel like even if it had bad reviews, you'd probably still like it if it was the same. Yeah, but I don't think I would have even bothered watching it if it had bad reviews. I mean, the reason I watched Friends from College is that I liked the cast. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen the cast. We've all seen those people and other right. stuff. Keegan Michael Key, Nat Faxon. Oh, Colby Smulders. Colby Smulders. You know, and they're good. They're good actors, and they're funny. And of course, I'm going to drop the name, but the director, <laughs> the creator of the name show, dropper. Nicholas Stoller, is the guy who directed the five year engagement, which I'm in. Uh, which, by the way, I was is, say. <laughs> it is on HBO Max. I'm in the movie for about ten seconds, and he will tell you exactly where <laughs> to look. <laughs> stepped on my joke, <laughs> which is why you're never coming back on the show. <laughs> I'm I'm going to do the joke anyway, and maybe I can edit your line out. No, my line is even better. My line is, I'm somewhere in that movie. I don't know exactly where. Maybe 48 minutes and one second. But I don't know. You just flip through it on HBO Max and you'll find me. I make Mindy Kaling cry. 
I'm in a movie with Mindy Kaling. Here we go. Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart. Jason Segel. The guy. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed yet, he's a big the name guy dropper and likes to tell everyone he's ever met. Who's or the guy with. from Jurassic World? Chris Pratt. Oh, I like him. He's in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm in it for ten, five seconds, ten seconds, at 48 minutes and one second. And it was directed by Nicholas Stoller, who created <laughs> Friends from College. And didn't put me in it, believe it or not. Hard to believe. Oh. Maybe that's why I got bad reviews. It needed more Joel. Yeah. Actually, the five-year engagement kind of got bad reviews. Maybe because of Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. You know, the stale donuts guy at 48 minutes and one second was made, not believable. He, it made a big impact on the movie. I had to cry in that movie. You see me wiping tears away. Oh. I don't have my glasses on in that movie. Why? Because they wanted to see my tears better. So could you see? I could see enough. I had to eat stale donuts. And if, as we've demonstrated this weekend, I'm very good at eating stale donuts. The donuts be <laughs> Our Dutch girl donuts are fresh? Yeah. All right. We got fresh donuts, guys. But you like Friends from College, right? Yeah, it was good. They get into wacky adventures. They're all, you know, like in college, two of the people, you know, had this, like, they were doing it, but people didn't know. And then the lady got married, and then they're still doing I don't want to even say which character, yeah, you know, don't. to ruin it for anybody. So there's like this sort of thing where everybody's doing everybody else. Fred Savage is in it. He's funny. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, you don't really see Fred Savage doing much nowadays, but he's good in it. Yeah. And his, he's gay, and he's married like to uh, Billy Eichner, who's always good. Oh, I don't know if I see him in anything else. Billy Eichner's in a lot of those. Um, I don't know if he was in Hollywood, but he's in that guy's Ryan Murphy stuff. Oh. I think he was in that American Horror Story we watched. I think, but he's in a lot of he's in a lot of Ryan Murphy stuff, Billy Eichner, and he's he's a funny guy. Okay, uh, so he's good, and he had a lot of good guest stars and stuff. And I mean, funny stuff where they go to the winery. That was a funny episode, and mm-hmm. they had some good stuff in here. I know it got panned, and I think part of the problem, which I think they sort of corrected by the end, they only made two seasons before Netflix pulled the plug, which is what Netflix does. Um, is that Keegan Michael Key was such a like a like a dumbass, you know, like he was such a like clumsy, goofy guy that I think they needed to pare that back a little bit, make him a little more, and make realistic. him a little more, yeah, because you're just like this guy's acting so stupid, yeah, and it's like he's clearly not stupid, but anyway, you know, because he's like this author and he's intelligent, mm-hmm. he should be anyway, and you know, these people are you know lawyers and doctors and stuff, and Keegan Michael Key's running around like he's you know. It's like he's in a different show or something yeah. in the beginning, uh, but it does get better. And I thought uh, overall it was good. They had some, su- there were some suspenseful parts where you kind of went, "Oh, I can't believe they did that!" Right? There was a couple of those, and uh, it was good. It's a comedy, though. I mean, yeah. this is pretty much a single camera, pay TV, you know, streaming content show. It might have been hard to bring all those people back to for more seasons because I'm sure they all had offers. And, you know, when you get a big cast like that, generally, like, they're not all, like, they're taking pay cuts to do, like, a big ensemble like that. Because they have to pay for so many of them. Yeah, I mean, I think stuff like Big Little Lies and stuff, they, you know, they break the bank open to get Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon and all these people together. But... You know, maybe for this one, these people worked for cheap to, you know, Get it be part of a really good show, and then they just can't afford everybody. So, uh, so Friends from College was pretty good. Uh, and then the one, here's the one that everyone's talking about. A lot of internet, and believe me, you can read about this movie 
There's a movie. Are we on Hulu now? Yeah, we're on Hulu now. We okay. watched this movie on Hulu. Happiest season. Mm-hmm. Lay, let me ask you a question. Okay. How do you make Christmas better? How do you make Christmas better? Yeah. What's better? Well, what's better than Christmas? This is the premise of this movie. What's better than Christmas? Christmas with lesbians. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was going somewhere totally <laughs> What's better than Christmas? You're like uh, sitting on the couch getting away from your stupid fucking ass right now? Uh, you thinking you're a hero and you're not, you stupid fuck? <laughs> were, you, were either of those your dancers? No. Okay. The happiest season is ridiculous. It's... It really is. And look, I'm glad that like, you know, they're making a Christmas movie that has, you know, right. non-traditional, you know, it's not just, you know... It's not a Hallmark movie. No. With a handsome single doctor and a, you know, divorcee. Going you know. to open a new bed and breakfast. Yeah, I mean, it's not that. No. Um, so basically, this movie is, you know, a woman is going back to the family home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And she's bringing her lesbian lover, who she's been with for... Over a year. Over a year. But she's not out to her family. Right. Now, her partner doesn't realize that. Until they're, like, what, minutes yeah, in the house? Yeah, they're in the car... And uh, Kristen Stewart, I think I have the. I, I wanted to bring up the cast list for this one because it is a big cast. So it's uh, let's see, it's Kristen Stewart, uh, Mackenzie Davis is the lady whose family they're going to. She was in that irresistible movie we watched with Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. Okay, remember she was sort of like the love interest in that for Carell. She was like the young farm girl that he. Where is this? Oh, what was a good yeah. movie? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. It's been a while the since we watched one. it. Yeah, where okay. he was running for office and she was mm-hmm. in that. And of course, you guys all know Kristen Stewart from whatever. So she's the, and you Dan, know, the girlfriend. Is it Dan Levy? Well, Dan Levy's in this. We'll get Creek. to Dan Levy. I like your him. favorite. He is my favorite. Actually, honestly, I'm I'm going to look at this cast. No, there's other good people. Dan Levy's a highlight of this movie. He, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Believe me, we are going to butt the shit on this movie. But Dan Levy did a good job. He was yeah. funny. Um, so anyway, they're trying to go home to her parents, which is Mary Steenburgen is the mom. And the house is very conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, her sister is played by Alison Brie, yeah. which I thought was kind of a waste of Alison Brie because she's very uptight. It didn't. She, I don't know. She it, played uptight. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um and basically, she's not out, so when they show up at the house, it's like... They all have to pretend that she's yeah, just a so friend. She, like, you know, Kristen Stewart has to sleep in a separate bedroom. Uh, you know, the dad is like this guy who, I think he's running for mayor again or something. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. And it kind of becomes this weird, like, lesbian, but like, aunt, like, the family is not accepting of her being gay, so she has to hide it. And so it's supposed to be like pro-gay, but it kind of comes off as anti-gay. I don't, yeah, I don't know. it was very. I feel like they didn't handle certain things in it very. No, well. and like Aubrey, so Aubrey Plaza is like lives in this home. They travel, I think, from Pittsburgh to New upstate New York or mm-hmm. something. And Aubrey Plaza, you know, is back in the hometown. Like she's like the high school girlfriend, right. of Mackenzie Davis, mm-hmm. and she's there. Like, oh, you're back in town and you got this girl. Right. And it's kind of like Aubrey Plaza's kind of like, I'm going to steal your girlfriend because you're treating her like shit. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to take her over. And what people are saying online is like, yeah, Kristen Stewart should have dumped that bitch, Mm -hmm. Mackenzie Davis, and got with Aubrey Plaza and had some hot sex. Oh, Jesus. Depends upon what 
website you read. I, <laughs> the one I read said, yeah, they should be having hot mm-hmm. scissoring lesbian sex. Is that what? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I'm a grown man, please. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be the problem. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so some people say, like, why are they, you know, why are they, uh, you know, the movie gets it wrong. Yeah. You know, they try to have this happen. I don't want to ruin it, but I'm kind of, you know, whatever. They try to make it a happy ending. They try ending. to make a happy ending, and, they ha- and it's like, this is not a, this is a really, just some dysfunctional shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of felt like, uh, Dan Levy, by the way, is Kristen Stewart's kind of gay friend. Like her best friend. Yeah, and, you know, he does kind of what you see the gay friend do in a lot of he's these very movies He's very similar to how he is in Schitt's Creek. Yeah, yeah I think he's typecast and- a little. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> no, he was funny. He did a good job. I love him. Like I and, want to be his friend. And you're 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 like waiting for him to show up again. Yes. You're like, oh, he hasn't been in this in a while. Mm-hmm. When is? Do we need a laugh? Let's bring Dan Levy. You know, and he yeah. and he he was good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just didn't work. And and I know like Clea Duvall made this, who's a a lesbian actress who's been in a bunch of stuff. You might know, but like, yeah, she it just. <laughs> You know, I we watched it, and it actually, I even looked today, and like the reviews are good in the sense mm-hmm. that, like, you know, eight out of ten or whatever. But it's like a lot of criticism of, you know, did this character? Man, it's a fictional movie, it right? Like, but it's like this character, you know, and we're ruining the movie. But you know what I mean? It's like in the real world, you wouldn't want things to go the way they went. Well, that was the first. Thing it's that a I Hollywood said to ending, you. and not the ending that should have been right the better movie is to have this end a different way which i've kind of hinted at but mm-hmm. anyway a lot of so it's a very much you know a lot of you know these blogs that are about feminist issues and gay issues and stuff all have a problem with this movie seemingly and i had an issue with it i, I think my problem with it is it just wasn't that good a movie it wasn't right. that funny it wasn't that heartwarming christmasy it was i thought like again kind of a waste of good talent you know mm-hmm Aubrey Plaza's great. She's in it for 15 minutes, you know. Dan Levy's in it for 15, 20 minutes, you know. And you're watching Mary Steenburgen, who's a great actress, just be a bitch for the whole thing. And you're like, what the fuck are we doing? Could have done, made a, you could have had these same people made a much better movie. Oh, for sure. So anyway. Uh, And also, you know, their, their Christmas light street thing in the beginning. It's a fucking piece of shit Christmas light street. Oh, down, yeah. Whatever their fame, their, oh, all the Christmas lights on downtown. Because we have a town, Rochester, Michigan, Mm -hmm. where they do their downtown up in lights, and it's like fucking amazing. Yeah, like they're just. You're like, whoa. Cake down there. Yeah, and then this, we're like, oh, we got to go sit on the roof and look at Christmas lights. Like, your lights blow. Yeah. Get some good lights. Very anticlimactic. They might have not had a budget for some real. Christmas lights. Well, because of all the actors, they had. <laughs> they had to, they had to pay Allison Bree to have a fucking broom up her ass for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Not not not. Rec- are we recommending this one or not really? See, I don't know because like my friends liked it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So fair enough. If you're, you're liked I feel it. like you're turning me into a little bit of like a movie snob. Mm. So that means. I'm a movie snob. Yeah. Are you saying that Joel Fregameni? Yeah. With a college degree in film studies? See, there you go. Is a film snob? Yeah. I do not know what you are referring. No. I mean, I like good You're, stuff. You, But you are, like, I'm not meaning it in a bad way. I like to watch good stuff. Right. But you are a little bit of a movie snob. If I if say. If the definition of movie snob is I like to watch good movies and not bad movies, then yes. 
Here's what some people are going to already watch this and continue to watch it, Mm -hmm. is they will hate watch it, as they say. Do you know what hate watching means? Yeah. Like, you're watching it because everybody's talking about it, and nobody really likes it, but everybody watches it because so it's a piece of shit. So you want to watch it because well, everybody else Well, it's like, else what is that? It. Emily in Paris, people say, is like that, the Netflix show. I started that. That's a little weird. But you don't really like it. No. Are you hate watching it, or are you like... It's just... more just background noise. Yeah, right, right. You know. well, like, Girls was always a show that people call, I hate watch Girls. But see, I enjoyed it. I actually, well, until the end, I like Girls. Yeah. The last season or so was, was rough, but, yeah. you know... I, um. I, you know, I wanted to like this movie, and I didn't. And I, and again, do I recommend people watch this? If you want to hate watch something, or you want to be part of this, like, like everyone else, should Kristen it. Stewart have been with Mackenzie Davis or <laughs> Aubrey Plaza debate? Then maybe this is something you should watch. I don't know. I, you know, again, it got good reviews, and that's why I thought we should watch it. And Christmas movie, I would have watched it anyhow. You would have watched it anyhow, but. I don't know how many Christmas movies we're watching this year. I watched one without you the other day. Bet you did. Well, you want to tell everybody what that one was? No. You don't even fucking know the name of the thing you watched. You don't even know the name. Holidate. Oh, oh, oh shit. Yeah. But that one's on Netflix or something, yeah. right? So it's like maybe slightly above the Lifetime yes. Hallmark movie mm-hmm. grade. It was cute. Well, they made a sequel to that Christmas Chronicle, which like you fell asleep during. And I fucking hate it, and like, ugh. And everyone keeps asking me, are you going to watch that? I'm like, no. They're like, didn't you like the first one? I said, no, I fell asleep. Yeah, you completely fell asleep. I could care less about it. And then I watched it just to watch it. Well, I knew Stevie Van Zandt was in it. I don't know who that is. He's uh, the guy that plays guitar with Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. Oh, okay. And he had a song in it, and I think he's in the new one, too. But I'm still not watching it. I'm sorry, Stevie. I love you, but... He heard you. Well, Steve, he ends up in jail with Santa Claus in the first movie. Oh. Yeah, and they have a band in jail. Okay. And Kurt Russell thinks he's Elvis. Sounds fun. It wasn't good. I'm glad I slept. Well, and the big reveal at the end of Christmas Chronicle 1 yeah. was that Goldie Hawn played Mrs. Claus when he finally gets back to the North Pole. And that's just... But, you know, because they're together mm-hmm. in real life. And now in this one, she's like in the whole movie. Yeah. So I can spoil... Christmas Chronicle 1. So I don't know how many more Christmas movies I got in me, to be honest with you. If you want to watch like an old, like a classic thing, like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, that's kind of a Thanksgiving movie. We watched Airplane. We did watch Airplane, but that's not like a holiday movie, really. No. Airplane's on Netflix, by the way. I found that out. Mm. We we didn't watch it on Netflix. Mm. I found that is on Netflix. Um, But yeah. Have you seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with John Candy and Steve Martin? It's a really good holiday movie. I have not. It's funny and it's good. Mm-hmm. And John Candy is gone and we should respect okay, the genius of John Candy. What's next? <laughs> Ready to say goodbye. <laughs> I guess I guess people are still listening. So I watched, I watched a few things without you. Oh, yeah. I got to do a deeper dive on the Comedy Store documentary that was on Showtime mm-hmm. um, with you know a comic and get their point of view. And Layla didn't even see it because I watched it after you went to bed Thank over you. five straight nights. <laughs> um, uh, it's well done. Mike Binder, who's from Detroit, who got his start at the Comedy Castle, is the guy who made this documentary. And you see Mike visiting the Comedy Store and talking about the old days when he started out. A lot of Detroit guys in it, Tim Allen and Dave Coulier. I know those guys. I've met them. I haven't, I don't know, uh, 
Binder at all, but Binder did a great job. And uh, but you know, I mean, it's it's the Comedy Store story is very challenging to tell. This documentary is produced by the Shore family and the management of the Comedy Store, which makes you a little suspect of what is really the point of it. I mean, look, most comedy fans or comedians are going to watch this go like, what a great documentary about the Comedy Store, and I agree. The Comedy Store is like a really important place. The history and the story behind the Comedy Store is amazing. I don't know if as a comedian I embrace maybe the way that it, they do business or the way that they promote comedians. Certainly maybe not the way they do it now, but those are all issues I think for another day. Um, but it is incredibly well done. They did a nice job with it. I mean, it's five hour long episodes, so oh, wow. really hardcore. And, and the interviews that Binder got, I mean, he got David Letterman to sit down with him, Jay Leno to sit down with him, uh, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr. I mean, it's a who's who. I mean, there's, and then there's lots of like old comedians that were around in the seventies and eighties at the comedy store that, you know, maybe aren't famous guys, but I know them from the road. Like Mitchell Walters is a friend of mine and he's in it and a lot of guys, um and, and younger guys, newer guys that you might know. Uh um, you know, so it's 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 they did a good job of it. I do have some reservations about it just because you know when you make a documentary about yourself, even though this is about a business, mm-hmm. are you really getting the the real, the real yeah. or are you getting this is a whitewash this is to what promote I want a thing. You to see. Okay. Well, I I reviewed the the new Bruce Springsteen movie. Uh, it was on Apple TV about his album. Okay. Uh, Letter to You, mm-hmm. which just came out, and I reviewed it with Jason last time, and I said Letter to You is a really good document of Bruce making this new record with the E Street Band. Okay. And they did a good job with it. The purpose of that documentary was to promote. The album Letter to You by Bruce Springsteen and the Eastry Band. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody knows that and everybody sees that for what it is. Right. And it was entertaining for what it is. I think the Comedy Store documentary is a promotion for the Comedy Store. Um. And yes, the history of the Comedy Store is in there. And I'm not accusing Mike Bonder of being on the take or anything. Mm-hmm. Not that. But I think you, I, I don't know how objective it is. And yeah, it does talk about you know, Mitzi Shore, who owned the Comedy Store, and some of the ways she did business that weren't fair, and, and things like that. But, I mean, I, you know, it's it's weird. And, and I also think that one of the other things is that I don't think the Comedy Store is the most influential comedy club in the world anymore anyway. I think it's the Comedy Cellar in New York. Oh. So there you go. So we'll have to have this discussion at another time. Yeah, because I can't get You can't much, hang on this one, know. but, you know, hey, it is what it is. And then a couple other quick documentaries, and we got to go... I'm not really recommending either of these, although they're both well done. The Belushi documentary, also on Showtime, just called Belushi, about the life of John Belushi, who was on Saturday Night Live and the Blues Brothers and all those, you know, had really, really big star, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Animal House for not all that long, passed away from a drug overdose. Um, you watch this movie, and I know the Belushi story very well. Because I've read books and seen other documentaries over the years. Uh, this one is very well done, but I don't think it added much to the story of Belushi. Really? To me. Yeah. But, I mean, if you don't know enough about Belushi, you'd probably get more out of it. Because it is well done. Mm-hmm. But it's also like... There wasn't anything new. There wasn't anything new. And the problem with the Belushi documentary is 
get off the fucking drugs. Yeah. And that's what everyone keeps saying. Yeah, he was so whacked out of his mind. He needed to get off the drugs. He needed to get off the drugs. He needed to get off the drugs. Dies from drugs. Right. Not a real happy thing to watch. No. Okay. We watched Robin's Wish a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know if we even talked about ever on the show, but real quickly, that was about Robin Williams and the disease he had, mm-hmm. and he ultimately killed himself. And, like, nobody knew about that disease. People just thought yeah. he killed himself because of drugs. That's kind of what I Yeah, a little thought. bit, or that he had a drinking problem or something. Yeah. But that was very insightful. It was. And I learned lots about Robin, and it was very sad. And, um, and it was so It was a very good, good documentary. And this one, I feel like I just knew the story about Belushi. Oh. And it didn't really give me anything new. It wasn't hard to watch or anything. Mm-hmm. It was well done. But, you know, and the more you know about Belushi, I, th- Belushi, I think the less you'll enjoy like him. this. Yes. So I don't know. Maybe Jim Belushi should die and they'll make a movie about him. Do not say that. <laughs> that would be the worst fucking documentary. And look at you. But Jim Belushi laughing. sucks. Doesn't matter. I know. It's just a joke. It's a mm-hmm. Belushi joke. Mm-hmm. It's not genetic. You think you're so funny? Jim. Jim's funny, and John. No way. Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get for cursing the Belushi's. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna drop dead from my vaccine. Uh, Belushi's. Uh, but yeah, Belushi's okay. That's all right. And then the other one I watched uh, is called Zappa, about Frank Zappa, the rock star that emerged in the '60s. Very avant-garde, made a lot of weird stuff. You'd know Frank Zappa if you saw him. Do you know Frank Zappa? I've not even... I bet you I'd you'd know not... him if I pull up a picture of Frank Zappa. Hold on. Well, I can look it up. Yeah. Would that be easier? I guess. Because I could see it. Go ahead, Frank Zappa. Here. Look up Frank Zappa. And, you know, he had his, his daughter, Moon Unit Zappa, and his son, Dweezil Zappa. They were MTV VJs, and I think even Amit Zappa, another son, was a VJ for a while. And Frank made all these weird albums, and some of them were funny, and some of them were this weird orchestral stuff. I don't think I know who he is. Yeah, Frank Zappa died pretty young. He died, I think he was like in his early 50s, and he uh, uh, had cancer. He was a heavy smoker mm-hmm. uh, throughout his life. But he would make all these like weird, like crazy drug-sounding albums, oh. but he was like never on drugs. Oh. Yeah, so he's this weird guy who was you know, kind of this... Uh, avant-garde rogue guy and and then one thing and one of the reasons i and listen i've tried listening to the zap albums okay they're weird and i don't know that you know most people would enjoy a frank zap album okay i think they're kind of an acquire i should probably play frank Zappa, but please i'm gonna spare you the audience do you want me to no play it's fine a little piece no it's it's bad but maybe people yeah, are no, interested. People got YouTube. They can watch Frank Zappa songs. What if I want Bobby to Brown Goes Down or whatever his famous. Shake Your Booty. He made an album called Shake Your Booty. I'd probably like that. Where he dressed up as a shake. Oh. So like one of your people. Middle Eastern guy. You know what? <laughs> well, you're I thought little... you meant like a shake. Like... <laughs> Like a chocolate shake? (laughs) And you go, well, when I said shake and you said I'd probably like that, I go, yeah, because it's about your people. But you said shake your booty. No, but it was like S-H-E-I-K-Y-E-R booty. Like that was the guy's name. Hey, I'm shake your booty. It was kind of like a Middle Eastern stereotype. And he made this comedy record about it. Mm. But he made all kind of weird records. And he was actually an excellent guitar player, you know. Um, but when you hear his band, and, and he had like lots of good guys playing his band, like Steve Vai, he's one of the great guitarists ever. 
it's a weird documentary, but one of the things that I really liked about Frank Zappa as a guy and while he was alive and growing up is that he was really outspoken and he stood up to the assholes. The whole thing with, you know, when you buy an album or back in the day, and it'll say, you know, when you buy tape or whatever you bought, mm-hmm. parental advisory, explicit, yeah. that thing. Yeah. There was a big fight in Congress over that. And all of these wives of the senators, mm-hmm. uh, so Al Gore's wife, Tipper, and James Baker, who I think at the time was in Ronald Reagan's cabinet, or might have been George Bush's cabinet, he might have been the president at the time. They were the ones who wanted records to have like rated R, rated PG, whatever on them. That would be weird. And so they wanted essentially to censor them, and then these stores wouldn't carry the dirty records. Oh. So rock and roll needed to stand up for itself, but they were afraid of the Senate. So they would they wanted to ban Prince. They wanted to ban Whatever, rappers, you know, heavy metal guys, Mm -hmm. you know, Van Halen, Judas Priest, Ozzy Osbourne. None of those people stood up and went to Congress to speak, to defend their business. Not one of them. Really? The one guy who went up there who said, fuck you, your stuff sucks, is Frank Zappa. And so I really respected him for that. Yeah. And he gave this testimony. And you see it in the the documentary. Uh, He gives this testimony and he goes... Well, how about we just print all the song lyrics right there on the record? And you see Al Gore, and he goes, you know, that's, that's, a, pretty, that's a pretty swell idea there, Mr. Zappa. I think that might be a thing that might work. Is that why they did that? And so instead of going to a rating system, mm-hmm. they had a compromise that said, the industry said, we will put a sticker on the front of the record that mm-hmm. says if it has explicit content. And that was really, Frank Zappa really prevent, saved the record industry in a way. Wow. Uh, and single-handedly. And so that's really cool. Yeah. And then Frank Zappa also did a thing where he was, um, like, he was very popular behind the Iron Curtain. So in the late 80s and early 90s, the Russian, you know, Russia sort of broke up. And, like, East Germany became free and all this stuff. So in the country of Czechoslovakia, uh, Czechoslovakia was like run by the Russians mm-hmm. and they wanted to be free and become the Czech Republic. Okay. And, uh, I think Frank had given an interview and they said, well, you're so popular in the, in Czechoslovakia. He said, well, look, if you want me to, I'm not coming to Czechoslovakia cause I don't like dealing with the Russians. I've played in Russia and I don't like it mm-hmm. and I'm not a fan of the Russians. And they said, well, if we get free, will you come? And sure enough. Czechoslovakia became free, became the Czech Republic, and Frank Zappa went over there to play all these concerts, and people went crazy for him, and they made him like a special diplomat for arts to the United States. Wow. But then what happened was, so he was like working for their government as an American, and then when he wanted to do like business with American diplomats, Mm -hmm. they were like, oh no, we remember you from the record thing. You know, they remember you because he was a gadfly. He was a guy that got in their shit and they didn't like it. And so they didn't want to work with Frank and the, you know, but so he was like heroic. He was a hero. (laughs) Frank Zappa, not unlike Joel Fragamani, was a hero. Okay. But Joel Fragamani's not going to die in his 50s because I got the vaccine. You better not die in your 50s. I could get hit by a bus and die tomorrow. But (laughs) so I, I thought Frank Zappa was a cool guy. Let's watch this whole documentary. Still don't like the music. I'm sorry. But. That's all right. 
It's a cool documentary. I wanted to watch the documentary because I thought he had a fascinating life. Turns out also that his family is fighting amongst themselves over his estate, which happens. Yeah. yeah. Money tears people apart. He cut out two of the kids. Well, he, he reduced their stake. Maybe they were shitty kids. Well, I guess the argument is that... Well, so like his son, Dweezel... Is a guitar player. Hold on, what is his name? Yeah, Dweezel. Okay. Yeah, his his well, his daughter, his firstborn daughter was Moon Unit mm-hmm. Zappa, and she was like an MTV VJ. She's pretty famous, Moon okay. Unit Zappa. And then Dweezel Zappa was the next kid born. Okay. And he went on to be a he was an MTV VJ for a while, but he's a guitar player and has a band. Okay. Um, and then he had Amit. Zappa, who was also a VJ for a while. I don't know. But he got into the record business, so he runs the Zappa business now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Weasel was going on tour for years and years and doing like uh, Zappa Plays Zappa was the name of it. So Dweezil Zappa, Dweezil Zappa, Zappa <laughs> Dweezil Zappa playing the music of Frank Zappa. Oh, okay. And he did this for years and years. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh-oh. His own family told him he can't use the Zappa name in concert. Why? Because you're, he doesn't have permission to play his own dad's music. Wow. And I think he was using his dad's guitars and they asked for them back. Something, it's real. You can read articles because mm-hmm. they're like fighting. Actually, you know what it was? The mom was in control. And after the mom died... The mom gave control to Amit Zappa and cut the other kids out. So that's what it was. The wife ran the business for a while and everything was okay. Then when the wife died, the wife had the secret will that cut the kids out. And only had the one. And had the one kid running the business and now he's in charge. And So yeah. he was probably hers and then the other two. No, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they all had the same mom. They all had the same mom. Yeah, they sure? would have been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, uh, from, your punishment now is you have to watch the Zappa documentary with me. That's fine. <laughs> I wasn't offered to watch this one. Yeah, you were asleep. Yeah. yeah, you believe me, you missed nothing. But Zappa, Zappa was a cool guy. You know, it's an interesting story. He was different. And, you know, I think Zappa was f- famous in a lot of ways because he had a funny name and he looked weird. Yeah, he does. He looks like some out of a horror movie or something if you yeah. see Frank Zappa. Yeah, but you know he was like a pretty famous guy where like he'd be on Saturday Night Live as like the guest host and the musical act. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was an actor in movies and stuff. You'd see him show up on talk shows. You see that in the documentary. He was a famous guy for that. So, Frank Zappa, rest in peace. Your documentary was pretty good, but but then it's like I think the family. Well. Yeah, like the kids aren't in it. Oh. They interviewed the wife before she died, so she got to be in it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a whole thing. All right. Okay. I think we've said enough. All right. Because people came to hear my heroic story sure. of COVID vaccination mm-hmm. and not movie reviews. No. <laughs> they want to hear how much of a hero you are. <laughs> and now how you can't fit through the door to oh, get in the house. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, look. Just because I'm a guy who put my body bravely out there. For science. For science. Mm-hmm. Potentially giving up a career in movies and television. Mm-hmm. Like the five year engagement. And what and where would you might be in that world? <laughs> Potentially giving up the millions that this <laughs> podcast produces is 
There's a whole episode in the Comedy Store documentary about how lucrative podcasts are. Oh. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't... <laughs> maybe that's why I didn't like the documentary. Maybe we'll just get in on that game. Oh. Yeah. Yes. This could become a thing. Oh. You know, you I wonder I... how we'd get that going. We'd have to do some special Layla bonus features. Yeah, I could do that. Come donate to our Patreon, and Layla will mm-hmm. give you a personal phone call. Yeah. Get a FaceTime. Mm-hmm. It's Layla. Yep. Everybody mm. wants that. Not my stupid ass. Nope. They've had enough of me. <laughs> they have all these years of podcasts to listen to you. They have lots of podcasts to listen to. Mm-hmm. So please do that, by the way. And, and, you know, do that and listen to me talk about Corey Hall. That was a show was I, a I really... Show. I'm really proud of talking about Corey and listen to me and Corey, you know, mm-hmm. going back. I love all of our movie review shows that we do at the end of the year, you know, and he was a big part of those and stuff. So we miss him and miss everybody we've lost to COVID and all jokes aside and yeah. and hope that as we head into to Christmas here, we'll uh, that that'll that'll start to come to an end and I can go back to work and yep. You know, all that stuff. It'll be it'll be nice. So anyway, thank you so much for doing this in all seriousness. You know I love you, baby. And You're was, welcome. I love it's you. It's always fun talking to you like this. I mean, <laughs> this is an afternoon where number one, I turned off the Lions game, which like who gives a shit at yeah. this point to do this. Usually we're in separate rooms on Sunday. Well maybe we would be, but we might be sitting on the couch holding hands watching the show yeah. or something. So yeah. uh we we're not doing that because we're doing this. But I wanna thank you because you know, with everything going on, you know, it's nice to have you and, and people like you on the show. People say that. Oh, good. I like, like you should have Layla you. back. Oh, yeah, I should. So just, they like that I give you some shit. You do. <laughs> you give me lots of shit. So if you again, if you have recording equipment in your house and you're not going to give me shit and you want to be a part of the podcast, please let me know. And then I'll give you my phone number and you will call me in on the show. <laughs> I don't know that that's a thing that we can... Oh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll can. see. We'll see. All right. Thank you, Layla. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. I will link uh, to that article about my, my symptoms from the uh, vaccine. Uh, that'll be up on joelradio.net. I think I'll have a picture of me that I took right after my shot. You can see the... The, the bandage and everything. So I don't think I saw this. Picture. I don't think I. I'm saving it for the podcast. That's why. Oh. All right. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Hopefully, unless I drop dead of complications on JoelRadio.net. Catch you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>